NSDAR podcast for Gettysburg Chapter NSDAR. I'm Edie and I'm joined by Betsy Howard today and we're really excited to talk about Gettysburg DAR, a force for good in our community. Betsy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. You're welcome. This is our second podcast. And this is going to be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Betsy is one of my dear friends and I'm so glad to have you here. We're starting a new venture. Um, I'm chapter regent now for the second year, and it's a new adventure for me. Everything's new. But I've just been enjoying getting to know everybody and yes. doing all of our activities. And that's very important, to know your members. Right. And I should mention that uh, Mrs. Howard has been a chapter regent in the past, so she's my mentor. <laughs> Well, most of the people that were in the DIR when I was region have passed on. Right, okay. So you've been in since you said... You know what? I must have joined probably in the 80s in the Gettysburg DAR. Right, because you were in a different chapter and moved here. Correct. It's DAR women, as far as I'm concerned, were progressive. Right. They believed in their country, um, and they wanted to promote citizenship and knowledge of the Constitution. And um, within our theme of Force for Good, that's one of the things that the DAR started was Constitution Week, starting September 17th every year um, since President Eisenhower signed it into law. We gather around the country on the 17th of September at 4 o'clock to ring bells, to acknowledge we all have this gluing us together. Yes. We need to pay it some attention. Yes. <laughs> and restudy Other than once a year, things. but at least once a year right. is better than nothing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so look for DAR proclamations about that every year, and uh, hopefully we can all focus on that as we're going forward. And it's interesting you said you don't want to get political because DAR is a service organization that is neither political nor religious, it lets people join together from every background and find fellowship and focus on making the country better through preservation, education, patriotism. Working together. Working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. And so this Friday, you're going to give our chapter a talk on Patrick Henry. Yes. If you're, most of you will be ladies listening to this, but back in, uh, (laughs) it was the, um, early 80s, I read Ben Franklin's autobiography. And um, the expectations of women in the 80s, at least the way I was raised, is you go to school, you get a husband, right, <laughs> and you raise your family. Well, when I finished uh, Ben Franklin's autobiography, he had done all that, the family stuff, and then he began achieving. And, His many careers. <laughs> uh, well, he was uh, a genius in just coming up with the fire company idea and the library and the electricity and then a statesman and all, all the things that he contributed. I realized that I had done nothing. Oh, I see. And so that's when I sort of got uh, involved in the political arena not necessarily seeing that that was doing something, but it was more than what I was expected to do. And I had already joined DAR. And uh, my association with DAR was very positive. It was different then 
because huh, I remember, I can't even remember the woman's name, but she lived on Broadway. And it was my first DAR <clears throat> meeting in the chapter of Gettysburg. Okay. And it was in her home, and she had all of her porcelain teacups up and uh, the card tables and the uh, dessert t table. And um, I felt like I was at home with my mother's bridge. Oh, right. <laughs> Our book club. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they don't do that anymore. Right. And then uh, they started meeting in the basement of Schmucker Hall. And they still brought uh, coffee and uh, dessert mm -hmm. into that. It was an ugly little kitchen, right. and we were down in the dungeon. But it was still a place where we could meet. Right. This, For those of you who don't know, um, Schmucker Hall is part of the uh, Lutheran Seminary on the Gettysburg yes. Uh, yes. landscape. Yes. And they would have us as a sort of in residence there. Yes, and we also had a room. <clears throat> That's right. A museum room upstairs. Now that it's changed to a museum, the whole building, right. we're no longer meeting there, but that's right. how we met we in lost the 80s. Yeah. But um, when I was regent, we did things a little different because I was younger than most of the ladies. Most of them were in their 60s and 70s, and I was in my 30s. Right. But we, uh, we did three things that I remember. It was during the early 80s, and I don't know what age group is listening to this, if they, any of you do, but <laughs> back in the day when we came back from the Army, in, um, anybody who served in Vietnam or in the Army, you did not uh, speak to, you were looked down upon, so we never, I never said anything about being an Army wife. Oh. And um, so I decided, with Senator Moore at the time, that we would honor Vietnam veterans. That's great to do that back then. Yes, now we were one of the first. That's yes. great, yeah. Yeah, and then we also, in that vein, honored uh, women veterans. Lovely, yeah. In Adams County, and very few of them are left. But back in the time, they were all um, mostly from World War II. Okay. And um, the third thing I can remember that we did was we celebrated the 75th a birthday of the Thomas Brothers oh, store okay. in Biglerville. <laughs> and I remember we had a big cake and the two sisters were there. Nice. Because they were both <clears throat> members. Right, yeah. And so was Mamie Eisenhower, right? I, I never got to meet Mamie Eisenhower. Did. Okay. Um, but uh, thanks to Edie, I got to read some of the old minutes. And when Mamie Eisenhower attended a DAR meeting, there was a receiving line. My. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> that would have been fun. But I, I never had the pleasure of her coming to one of those meetings because she was older right. by that time. And so that's one of the kind of exciting things about DAR that you can be involved. Uh, just at a local friends you know level, attending meetings, or even into the national level where right. they do have right. notable speakers right. and get to meet I people. remember uh, going to a DAR convention, and it must have been in the late 80s, and um, one of the choices we had was to go visit the White House. Oh, nice. And I had the White House all to myself. You did? 
I did. I walked through the whole place with no guards or anything. Oh, my. And things have changed That's so true. drastically. Because the last time we went through the White House, there were like 10 checkpoints. Right. Keep it safe. So I had that wonderful memory of walking through. Nobody was there. Because <laughs> I was the only person who took advantage of walking through the White House. Wow. Yeah. That's nice that you got to do that. I, it was very special. That's yeah. great. So... Oh, now we're that, going back to Patrick Henry. Right, right. So <laughs> I started reading about other founding fathers, and I really got into uh, uh, George Washington. Has always been one of my favorites. Then, then I actually wrote a little children's book about Abraham Lincoln, and then just by chance, I ran into um, by detour going south to visit my parents, Patrick Henry's home called Scotchtown. Oh. And I I thought to myself, I don't really I know Patrick Henry did something, but I really don't know much about Patrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So a couple years later I did go to Scotchtown and it's a a beautiful old it looks like it you're a home in England mm-hmm. but it has the southern main hall and four rooms on each side. Okay. And then I really got interested as so I bought the book. And then, so on my way down, because I went down every month to be with my parents, I visited the tavern where he lived. I visited the courthouse where he... What state are we talking about? Virginia. Virginia. This all happened in Virginia. Okay. In a very small area of Virginia. I have a map. That's great. (laughs) To share with people. Okay. And um, then I went to the church where he gave the give me liberty oh, or give yeah. me death thing. Okay. And then finally, in my sojourn, I went to Red Hill where he died okay. and his grave is there. Okay. And the interesting thing about that place is his law office is the original building, but the main house was rebuilt, but it was rebuilt the wrong way. The front is in the back and the back is in oh. the front. <laughs> I find it fascinating that when restoring these things, perhaps they didn't restore them in the proper order. And I just learned that Monroe's home, the one that we went to as a child, was the guest house. And the Monroe's home oh. is the, it's no longer there. <laughs> they found the foundation. Oh. Patrick Henry contributed so much that we don't. No, because nobody teaches about Patrick Henry. And right. I, I did something, I do something when I teach, I substitute teach. So last Thursday, the question was, when was Patrick Henry born and where? And the first question out of their mouth, well, I don't know who Patrick Henry is. <laughs> and I said, you will when I'm done. Right. <laughs> so you've been rehearsing your talk in your classroom. Oh, That's good. well... <laughs> I, I think if, if they learn one thing a day and I'm capable of teaching that one Great. thing, hey, Patrick Henry um, influenced so many decisions in our country, you know, that uh, he would be, things would be different if Patrick Henry had not been alive. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just can't wait to hear it. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, You know, thank you for stepping into the breach here because during this COVID um, pandemic, we 
we're asking different people. Uh, we have notable speakers, and of course, Mrs. Howard is a, no. a wonderful notable speaker. <laughs> and but those that we asked couldn't come because right. they were down in Washington or wherever, right? And they weren't going out. No, they're not going so. out. So. so we're very grateful, and this is an opportunity to get to hear your talk, which is well, great. if we can, if I can inspire you to um, share the knowledge of Patrick Henry with your children and your grandchildren, right? then that's very special. Because he was a very special person, yeah. just like George Washington. They all contributed uh, as a team. Yeah. And without any part of that team, it would not have uh, succeeded. Did you happen to read the Benjamin Rush book that was in our national NSDAR no. book club suggestion? No. It was amazing. Big thick book, page turner, and so Benjamin Rush was the personal doctor to so, so many of the founding right. fathers, right. and he was very involved in politics in Philadelphia. The thing was, he had all this intimate knowledge of the health of the founding fathers <laughs> <laughs> and other political intrigue that his writings really got squelched and not allowed to get out. So we don't know anything about Benjamin Brush until very recently, oh. when these writings have been dug out and, and published. Wonderful, and shared. And shared in this book. So I would recommend that book. It was really... What's it called? Me. Benjamin Rush. Oh. Um, I will get... I think I can in, remember that. And in the show notes of today's podcast, I'll put that link okay. as a reference so we okay. can get to it. But um, I also wanted to ask you, what do you see that's different? You referenced a, a couple of things between when you started with DAR and today's DAR, as they call it, we just admitted our first member, who is the one millionth member earlier this year. Very exciting. To DAR, so mm -hmm. it's a growing and vibrant organization. Has that changed? Um, what, how they've been doing things? or Because I've been here since 2008, I guess. If indeed it is growing, I think that's fabulous. But there were years when um, it was considered a stuffy old organization of old women. And maybe it was. Because I do remember, and you'll laugh at this, my grandmother was seeking entrance into the DAR through her ancestors. Okay. And when my grandmother, who was born in 1880, wow. okay. <clears throat> when my aunt learned about my grandmother... Then my aunt started digging into their ancestry. Right. So it was sort of a competition. Oh, what's it? Oh, yes. You will find, um, and I have found a lot of my ancestors through that competition. Because it was, back in the, in the day, it was um, the organization to join in society. Oh, okay? I see. Right. Because it, would, it started with Mrs. Harrison and right. people of means or of genealogical heritage. All right. <laughs> so it's not that way anymore. I do know that um, people, when I would go to my grandmother's DAR meetings in Ohio, everyone dressed up. Mm -hmm. People don't dress very much anymore. Fortunately, a lot of the ritual is still kept, and I used to find the ritual annoying but right now, the ritual is comforting right. because everything else has been thrown out. <laughs> That's true. 
Right. Well, I mean, that's supposed to be the meaning of ritual, right? Mm-hmm. Is to give us comfort and something that remains. Stays the same. Right. Mm-hmm. I love how you're examining the characteristics of DAR because I think sometimes organizations can get stamped with a certain aura that they do or do not deserve. But the way I've encountered DAR is that there's really a place for every woman and also that that support of women young and old spreads her good work that she does in the community out through her friends and family and it well, really we share our talents share talents mm-hmm. that's true that's a mm-hmm. big part of it and i don't see it as an elite organization anymore it's not yet. anymore yeah no and that's a good thing that is a good thing mm-hmm. i think but i think also honoring our heritage is very important also because, and some people hate the word sacrifice, <laughs> but our ancestors did sacrifice. Right, right. For whatever reasons they fought in the Revolutionary War, or they gave uh, food to the soldiers, or they did comfort and aid, they believed in the cause. Right. When you find out that your ancestor made that sacrifice, how do you respond to it? It's an obligation almost to do your part, like you were saying about reading the Ben Franklin mm-hmm. autobiography. What have I done? <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, you I, like, I have reached I? the expectations of my mother and my grandmother as a woman. Right, right. I mean, I had a degree. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but that wasn't enough for their daughter or granddaughter. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another aspect too. That's. As a woman's organization, you know the experience of building civilization from the family up, you know, and it's hugely important. And so what are you looking forward to this year in DAR or in the future? I I think that um, the DAR has always been a avenue for education. Right. And I think they could do more. I've always felt that. even in the 80s when I was regent we're not doing enough Mm -hmm. and especially with the disinformation on some of the historical happenings in our country they're being distorted purposely and to me there's no reason to have that distortion the more information and and you know what you should have a, a balanced approach let the people figure out what really happened. Right. And um, they also keep up digging up stuff that isn't relevant to what actually happened and takes away from the relevancy of what really happened. Right. So I, I think if you just stuck to educating people about the American Revolution, the law, the Constitution, when I tell children it's written on four pieces of sheepskin. <laughs> they look at me, because I don't even think they know what a sheepskin is. Sure. Are you <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I noticed that on our DAR website, we have a lot of educational resources for teachers and homeschoolers. That's free to anyone on the DAR website. That's one way of getting the knowledge out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're working at it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a continual... Uh, challenge because children keep getting older. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they keep growing up. 
Betsy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, this has been great. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank I'm you glad. for asking me. And I can't wait to hear our talk. <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoyed this, um, you can uh, check out our descriptions with the podcast that will lead you to our website and our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Thank you so much. See you next time.